sometimes we think, well, if I submit my life to God, I'll get better and better and better, and I'll quit doing all these bad things. I'll tell you what will happen if you do. You'll begin to recognize them. <laughs> You'll begin to see yourself through God's eyes, not through your own. And believe you me, uh, that's a whole different perspective. Now, it's the work of the Holy Spirit to bring conviction in your life. And you know, I could do things before Christ came into my life and not blink an eye. I could scream and carry on and tell a little, big, middle-sized lie and it not bother me because everybody else was doing it. See, my philosophy was that God graded on a curve. And what you got to do is stay in the middle of the curve and you'll be okay. And then all of a sudden, it just seems like God lowered the boom on me. I didn't realize what I was doing. And I began to see. It was the worst year of my life. I thought, I am the worst. But you know, I had so much pride that I wasn't about to tell anybody. So I grieved at home all by myself. I was so ashamed. Now, how do you know what sin is? You know, we don't talk about sin very much. That's sort of not in our vocabulary anymore. Nor is it coming out of the pulpits. But I want to tell you. It was sin that brought Jesus Christ to us. It was sin that took him to the cross. And I heard someone say, if sin brought him to us, sin will never drive him from us. Isn't that great? And the thing that separates us from God is sin. Now, once we invite him to come into our life, he comes in and he stays and he never leaves us. Never, never, never forsakes us. But as you walk on this earth, you will continue to do things you shouldn't do because you are an old sinner. <laughs> and you're not going to be perfect. And if you go out of here striving to be perfect, you'll fall flat on your face before you get home. But what you want to do is be able to recognize it. Now, in the Bible, we have lists that God has put for us. And those lists tell us what sin is. Sam and I used to do this. We've quit because it made people too nervous. And people didn't want to talk to us anymore. But we used to keep a list of cover words. You know, like people would say, oh, he just drives me up the wall. And Sam had all these pictures made of, of a woman in a car and somebody's driving her up the wall. <laughs> Or we, we say, uh, I just was beside myself. Well, which one were you? <laughs> or I lost my head. How about this one? I went bananas. <laughs> but we do have a friend that, that came to our seminar and said one time, uh, I don't do any of those. I don't use any of those words. And we said, well, good for you. You know, you're just great. And then later on, he said, but there is a guy at my office that just fries my shorts. <laughs> so Sam, of course, I knew what was coming. He calls the artist and has this picture painted of a man frying his shorts. Then his wife comes along with one better. She says to me, I just had a fit and fell in it. <laughs> You ever had a fit and fell in it? I just love, it's just no better description. 
I just went bananas. I was just burned up. Now let me tell you something. You can't confess being burned up. It's not a sin. <laughs> Believe it or not. It's not a sin to fry your shorts. <laughs> Neither is it a sin to have a fit and fall in it. It isn't a sin to drive a carpet wall. Do you know what it is a sin to do? It's a sin to get angry. I know what you're thinking. Don't give me all your stories. I'm too old. I've heard them all. I don't care. The Bible says the work of the flesh is anger, bitterness, jealousy, pride, adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, without restraint, no discipline. That's what the Bible says. And you see, you won't even be aware you're doing all those things until Christ comes into your life. I remember the first time I was ever convicted, the first time, was when I was home cooking dinner in our new house and the rice boiled over on the stove and the telephone rang and Sam came home and the children were out in the creek playing, building little mud castles. And they heard their daddy come home and they came running up to get him to come see what they were doing. And I grabbed the rice, I hate it boiling over, and I set it over on the side of the stove. And I ran to answer the phone and I looked at the window and there were my children with all this mud on their hands and their runny noses in the window. Daddy, daddy, come and see what I did. <laughs> you know who was gonna wash those windows? Me. Guess what happened? God, I turned to those kids and I said, get off that window. And I picked up the phone and I said, hello. <laughs> and it was a friend and she said, hi Mary Glenn, are you busy? And I said, no. And I covered up the receiver and I said, get him out of here while I talk. <laughs> Sam just came home, that's all he did. He just came home, walked up the steps. Get him out <laughs> You know what happened to me that day? I felt like that God threw a brick and crushed my chest. I sort of felt like I was a big old plate glass window and it just shattered. I stood there looking at our three children and I thought, oh, do I want them to grow up and be that way? And I prayed probably the second most important prayer in my life. I said, oh God, please let me care more about what my children see and think of me and my husband than my friends. Please let me care more about the way I behave at home than at church. Lord, don't let me have to change the look on my face and the subject of my conversation or the tone of my voice when a stranger comes in my house. Oh, please change me. That was when they were little. And God had a lot to do to change me, let me tell you. I was a hard case. Because you see, I used my anger to get my way. It was my leverage. And if I screamed loud enough at my kids, they'd do what I said to get me to shut up. And I really was afraid that if I was nice to them, I'd lose control over them. Don't you think that's a sad way to be? You see, when I began to ask God to change me, to transform me on the inside, I gained control of my children. 
They weren't afraid to come home every afternoon. <laughs> they weren't afraid to come in and express what had happened that day. And if they were angry, they weren't afraid to come in and, and let me know it. And those, those were the opportunities I needed to teach them the great lessons that I had learned. Not to say, don't you get mad, don't you act that way. Have you ever seen a mother in the grocery store say, don't you talk to me that way? I want to say, where did they learn to talk that way? Who they been hearing talk that way? Now you can't understand all this and you can't learn all this unless the Spirit of God is in you to convict you. And the word convict means to bring it to your attention. God wants to show it to you. 